Welcome to the JRD Hogcast, your Razorback podcast for fans by fans. Here's your host, Dylan Lee. Join, as always, with his co-host, Jordan Russell, and their producer, Luke Griggs. Happy Steve Atwater Day. 27 days until some Razorback football. Man, that's a long time still. Long like, it's so time. close, but it's like, yeah, it's still, that's, that's a month. Yep, not and, close enough. How's my little guy doing today? You going in with that, huh? I'm just asking how my little buddy's doing. Well, Dylan, little guy Lee, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've taken that. I'm going to take that. That's it. That's it. If he was a wrestler, it'd be... <laughs> I don't I don't watch that stuff, but coming into the ring, Dylan, the little guy, Lee. Okay. Too much? No, a little too much. Sorry. I mean, I'd I'd prefer like a northern Arkansas snob or something like that. North Arkansas snob. Like the northern yeah. Arkansas snob. Yeah. Kinda like how people say the Walmart. I wanna be You're the, the northern Arkansas, Arkansas snob. Yeah. Down with War Memorial. What is uh what does that leave me? Like the other, am I the other guy? <laughs> the other snob? <laughs> the other northern Arkansas snob who uh, happens to be from Texas? That's too much. Too many does. The, 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 the don't matter. The don't matter. Hey, <clears throat> you listening? Yeah. Who is the best player to never win a Heisman? Oh, boy. Run DMC all day, every day. Unless you're ESPN, SEC Network, Sporting News, CBS News, <laughs> anybody else? What's up with Kirk Herbstreet only saying one person? Yeah. Kirk Herbstreet. Is he trying to avoid controversy? Probably. <laughs> what, who'd he toe the line Keith, with? Keith Byers. Yeah. Trying to just be that guy. Because everyone else was naming decent names. Decent names. Watson, Deshaun Watson, McCaffrey. I can get on board with that. We got the Domkin Sue. What do we feel about that? I mean, he, he was definitely up there, yeah, but it's... had a hell of an end of the season. It, it's hard. It's hard in... Modern football to be a defensive player only. Mm-hmm. You've, you've got to be a two-way player. I think the closest you've gotten, and it's completely... Jabril Peppers. Yeah, like just within whiffing distance. Yeah, maybe he got invited. Yeah. Um, what do you feel about the Vince Young? You think he needed a Heisman? Was he... Was he... He played four years or three? I think he played three, but uh, I don't know about them. You know, Shorthorns. So. Is it three really good seasons? One really good game. One really good game. Right? <laughs> that's that's all it is. And in retrospect, that's probably what they're basing it off of. Not a career. Not well. You know, they always talk about the Heisman moment, right? But I mean, Dmac every time he put his jersey on, he, he revolution, revolutionized the game there. Right. So. There's five people here, respectable people: Desmond Howard, Maria Taylor, Kirk Herbstreit, David Pollock, Reese Davis. Out of all those, out of five, not one mentioned Darren McFadden. That's, I'm not surprised. Are you not? No. I mean, even D-Mac had a little bit of love. Yeah. I mean, minus, you know, the whole twice getting snubbed. snubbed, whatever. It's but, right. I mean, as far as during the season goes. Out of those two, it's, you know, I feel like a well-known thing that he should have at least had one Heisman. At least one. At least one. So, But, we, uh, I mean, it's it's weird. It's obviously people are ready for football mm-hmm. when uh, we're, we're getting statistics and numbers on how much it takes to bring in grass from Memphis to the stadium. So we got 22 JB Hunt trucks that are coming in rolling to bring in that sod. In the middle of a sod shortage, which I didn't know. Which is a thing. Which, yeah, you know, which is a thing. For all you out there taking away the sod, stop it. <laughs> Whoever you are. You know who you are. Yeah, them people. Uh, So, it got me thinking. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's been something that was being pushed. But it got me looking at the schedule and getting excited and everything. And I'm going through the list, seeing these games, and uh, I definitely feel sorry for some season ticket holders of Fayetteville. I mean, it's one of those years where essentially they lose two home games with War Memorial. There's the snob coming out. Yep. Uh, which I will be at that game, so take that for what it is. Uh, 
And then we also have the Texas A&M game. So I'm going through that list, and I'm looking. I'm like, the most exciting game, at least what I'm anticipating would be the most exciting game. Home game? No. Just period. In, in, period. Okay. It will not be in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Ole Miss? Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. What do you think will be Ole the Miss? Ole Miss? We're the closest match with him, yeah. So, I mean, Kentucky could be. That That's kind of where I was going with it. I feel like we have a good one in Lexington. Um, Depends on if they're – I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but that quarterback, he's not a throwing machine, but he is athletic. Depends on if we can contain him. If we can't contain him, then they're going to run all over us. For Oxford? No, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. Uh, so, I, I feel like if you kind of did a wide base – on this and asked a few people. I feel like Oxford would be one of those old Miss because of just kind of the history that we've had in the last few series games mm-hmm. through there. But I wanted to ask you. So I think uh, oh, I'm not too surprised. Uh, Producer Luke said Ole Miss as well. So. No, he didn't. Yeah, An he old did. piss. <laughs> I don't think he actually knows their. Uh, yeah, I don't think he knows any <laughs> SEC opponents, the actual, actual college name yeah, or whatever they are. Um, with the home games, though, we were talking the other day, we're thinking probably Auburn, I guess, is... Uh, well, that's definitely the marquee one right. for Fayetteville. The marquee one for Little Rock is probably Missouri. You know why? Because it's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that it's... I mean, I saw that on Twitter the other day. Someone was talking about it with Missouri. You, you hate that we want to win that game. Like, it's gotten to the point now, what, are we three years in a row now? We want to win that game. We don't give a shit crap about the Ooh. battle line rivalry or anything like that. It's, we're just like, you don't, whatever. You caught us on a, you caught us on a bad few years stretch there. You caught us on a bad three years in a row. It has been. So yeah. that goes to my next thing that I was going to bring up to you. Um, I don't know if this guy is being a troll or not. It is Twitter, so Definitely. you know. I'll well, go with the yes. You go. You just okay. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> he just put out a pretty bland statement. And said Brett Bielema wasn't that bad of a coach. That's all he said. Didn't even put a period. Huh. How do you feel about that? Okay, so my previous statement stands. Yes, <laughs> that needs a troll. <laughs> he just that's I could I saw it and I laughed. I'm like, yeah, you're you're trying to do something here, but. It's pretty funny to me also. Yeah, I mean. The responses were, they didn't let me down at all. So I mean, I I feel like even going back to his Wisconsin days, looking back, I mean, coming in, everyone heard he, what, went to three Rose Bowls? That that was the. That was a a feather. That was Mm -hmm. a feather in the cap. Riding off of a Alvarez led team and all that good stuff, so. Still an Alvarez ran team, probably. It's, yeah, I don't know. Do you think he was that bad of a coach? I think he was that hey, let's bad get, of let's a have, coach. Hey, let's have some fun with this. Oh, boy. Do you have an idea of where this is going right now? No. No? Cool. I kind of thought you might. You know I don't like the, uh, the random yeah. random off-the-cuff stuff. So, uh, respect to each sport. Who left the program in worst position? Bielema with football? Bielema. Or Mike Anderson? Bielema. Is that because you just don't want to... Oh, Same. you think this is going to be Mike Anderson love again? Oh. Be? I mean. Definitely be Oma. Really? Yeah. Based off of just, I mean, I need some backup to that. So. I can't just accept that answer. Sorry. So we'll go, we'll go 500 in basketball. We'll go 500. Yeah. In conference basketball next year. But it's hard to say, and I, I can't really be like, oh, that's a, I can't say that's a plus for. Anderson because Musselman's already done so much with it. So, I mean, he's still going to use a lot of Anderson guys, but he's also already brought in a few of his own. So, is that more of a testament to Musselman's work? Though? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's. Uh, <laughs> I, see, I, I just. He almost left us in a bad spot. He did. He left us in a. Terrible you sport. you were a running, hard nose, hit them in the mouth, supposed coach, and we were left with four scholarship, like four or five scholarship offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Four, right? 
Isn't it four? I think so. Not enough either way. Not enough. I should have I should have uh screenshot a lot of those. And now we're in like the teens. So <laughs> one, one of the guy's rebuttal was, but he gave us Sam Pittman, therefore he's a good coach in my book. There is a lot of good uh assistant coaches that came from that tree. But that I think ultimately the downfall for Bielma was losing Sam Pittman. But at the time, the university didn't want to pony up the money for whatever reason and try to keep assistant coaches around. Because it's not like these assistant coaches were going to bigger and better things. Right. You know, they they took other offensive I mean, granted, Georgia obviously proves to be a better place. Right. But, and there was a lot of scapegoats. You know, we have bad seasons. Somebody had to get the axe. Oh, it was Jim Chaney and his terrible play calling. I honestly feel like there was a lot of handcuff stuff going on oh, there. Oh, man, we talked about that a lot. And, you know, it was maybe a case of Jim Chaney was told to select from these, like, you know, sarcastically 25 plays. <laughs> right. Like, I don't think Jim Chaney had his full playbook, and it was a Bielma playbook, and he was told to play call from it. But, but it seemed like, though. This is all my opinion. And right, yeah. We have but no there were some that. games though where you it seemed like Bielema forgot that he was supposed to handcuff him. And then we were having some I mean, was it under wasn't it under Cheney with BA's uh six touchdown game or whatever? Or was, was that, that was Enos. Is that Enos? Okay. So what would you say to someone predicting Arkansas over Kentucky as a big upset for the fall for the upcoming year? As a big upset? Arkansas over Kentucky. One of predicting the biggest upsets in 2019. We made the top five <laughs> with that. With that one. That's sad. It's, I, I mean. Sad well, words. Yeah. So the on the book right now, we're at 4.8 wins. And I'm taking the over on this. Right. We haven't given our, I don't think we've given our official season predictions yet. You're not calling them official because you're like, oh, damn. Well, we gave we gave the way too early yeah. ones in a you know a few episodes back, whatever that like was twenty ago, like, like yeah. twenty ago, um. But I think when it gets closer, we should do that again, kind of see where we're at. Because I've definitely changed. I don't. I don't feel like I have. You, you're probably in the same boat. I think I had a six and six, something like that. That was way too early. <laughs> I I still I still am on the boat of winning every trophy. Winning every trophy back. Yep. Um. Uh, so the biggest upset. According to this one, is LSU over Alabama? LSU might piss a lot of people off this year. Right, might screw around and actually win a game or two. I don't think they'll go undefeated or anything crazy because LSU, have, we need to look at their schedule. But LSU has a you know have the habit of they do have a habit of that having a down game. So and when they're down, it's it's bad. I just I can't get behind Ed Orger on. Oh man! I see. I was gonna uh, promise the folks that we didn't wouldn't have to hear that kind of here, stuff. Check this one out too, though. And I don't even know how much clout these people have. I'm not even gonna say their name. I think it's one of those where they make it look like they're affiliated with somebody to gain followers and stuff. You know? I don't know why you would do that, man. I don't either. But try to attach to the university. But it says per Athlon Sports too, though, and they added them. Huh. So um, they got Troy over Missouri at number four. Troy over Missouri. Troy, Troy is a... And then Appalachian State over South Carolina. These, yeah. So, my point of bringing those up is the Arkansas over Kentucky, as sad as it is, that is going to be... If we win, that's going to be an upset. See, the funny thing about Appalachian State is the fact that... Well, your southern hig just... Appalachian State. Appalachian State <laughs> down there in the mountains. Yeah. You know what's up there in the mountains. Uh, but they always... Get credit for like, ooh, this you know they 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 can be somebody here. They ain't a cupcake mm-hmm. because they beat Missouri one year, or uh, sorry, Michigan one year. Right. They beat Michigan one year, so every year they got a chance. Here's the difference, though. They got they got a old Eli Drinkwit from uh, North North Carolina State, so I mm-hmm. think they can mess around and actually make some noise, especially against South Carolina. They got Southern Miss over Mississippi State. Miss over Mississippi. I don't know about that one. Uh, I can get behind App State. I can get behind Troy. Troy is one of those. Troy teams is every one year. of those against mentioned as well. Yeah. So, and they they've got the defensive coordinator there that I can't think of the name that I like from Troy. Yeah, good talk. Yeah, good talk. Um, 
Here's one that's kind of funny too. If Arkansas beats anyone, it's an upset. <laughs> that's uh, we. Hey man, we're gonna have some good things happening. Like it might not be this year. Like say we're gonna do the schedule predictions and Dylan hopefully can jump off that Homer wagon for five minute segment or whatever it'll end up being. We'll see. But I really do think, especially the more you know, fall camps underway. Um, my boy KJ getting a lot of love. AJ's getting a lot of love. But uh, I let mean, me finish my point real quick. Coach Morris is, he's always had energy, obviously, Mr. Red Bull King himself. But hes he just seems to have a little bit more fire in him, the, you know, this fall camp. So, exciting. We, we might, I mean, would you rather, let me ask you this one. No, I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. Would you rather get the boot back or beat Alabama? Get the boot back. Like if you had to have one or the other, that that's it? You didn't know the answer, did you? No, I, no. I thought oh. I figured it'd be the boot. I'm just—I guess the reason I was hesitant is because I thought that mine would be the boot right off the right off the cuff. But now I'm thinking about—I'm like, hmm, think about that beating Nick Saban with it, the Arkansas team. Ultimately, uh, we'll have to edit that one again, huh? Man, I'm sorry. You you loose with it now? I didn't mean to. I uh. I caught it while ago. <laughs> well, ultimately. This year, how I'm feeling, it's not anything crazy. Like, there isn't too much on that hype train there. So, young wide receivers, though. In in a year like this, beating Bama will be nice, but ultimately wouldn't mean anything. Getting the boot back wouldn't mean nothing. Uh, it always means something, get the boot back. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 You're right. So, with that, when you beat Bama, I want it to be like something like this is going to put us on the stage and continue the momentum to like so you're a playoff that, run. You know, you're one that on a that's a you know welcoming everybody in the nation back to Arkansas and making gotcha. sure they remember the name, kind of finally so, putting some respect on it. We were talking about this fellow the other day, TJ LSU dad. Yeah, remember him? I hope that's okay, sir. That I just said your name out there, but um, he said the last freshman. Did you see this tweet? Mm-mm. Said the last freshman I put on my threats board was from Hawaii and enrolled at that ugly school in Tuscaloosa. In a video, I said, I hope they never put that kid in the game. If they do, they will win a national championship. Pause for dramatic effect. Arkansas has won two. KJ. And then he says, puts one finger up, says, I'm the football prophet. Yeah, a lot of folks have dubbed him that. Dubbed him the football prophet. He... Has had some really great takes, and uh, even people, and I would say our, not our circle, um, but Arkansas fans and even other podcasts have laughed at the idea of KJ Jefferson being the guy. Why? Which I don't com- I completely don't understand. Go look, go look at the high school records. Guess who's on top of those lists? Right. There I don't understand laughing I don't, at that. I don't. I don't get it. Like straight. I up. was pumped when we got him. Yeah. I think that we were. Were we recording at that point? I feel like. I don't think I, so. I proclaimed my love or whatever for that. I think you know, we pickup. made you number one fan of the fan club there. So. Him and Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. But him and Boyd need to be in the backfield together to make anything happen. But I don't think it's going to happen. It shouldn't happen. I mean, if well. Here's my thing. If he just, just keeps showing out, because like, we're, what, three practices in now? Two? And, of course, you know, the offseason or whatever. But he's he's impressing a lot of people. A lot of people. Like, you can't get out of a practice without talking about K.J. Jefferson. Yeah. If he's good enough, do you use him? I mean, if he's ready? He if will. him and Starkle are side-by-side side right now, he's a freshman, Starkle's a redshirt junior. If they're beside each other right now, just as good, do you play Jefferson? I mean, Chad's had no problems playing multiple quarterbacks <laughs> in a game. And Don't be like that. the four rule with the red shirt, I mm-hmm. think, kind of throws a wrinkle in it. But that's also a position that you don't want to have an influx. Like, you you don't want to sit there and, like, keep throwing quarterbacks at and seeing what happens. It ruins rhythms of, our, of know, offenses. offenses. So it's one thing to throw another, you know, set of linemen out there or – you know, a wide receiver here and there just to get him and see what he's got. But right. the quarterback's a completely different thing. Like, I, the the rule, the redshirt rule, being able to play four games is great. 
But no, I agree. Quarterback's not really right one now. You... I would have to say one. I think Starkle will eventually finish out the season as the starter. Mm-hmm. So you've been saying that for a month, at least pretty much since I put Hicks and him up against each other and watched both of their tapes. So yeah. Starkle kind of emerged for me as being the guy. So we'll see. Bieber fandom. Aside from him, I, I I can't get past that. But um, hey, if he wins those games, he can be a Bieber fan all he yeah, wants. Yeah, he to. can he can rock a Bieber shirt underneath his pads because he does that. Such a weird, uh, what do you call it? A weird? That's not a tick. What what is that? That's weird superstition. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it it's, is. it's it's one of those sports things, you know. Double Bieber high, though, do, double high socks or whatever it may be. He he rocks a Bieber shirt under the pads. Um. We'll wrap this up. We got some people coming in. We, we got, uh, would this just be part two? This is just part two. Part two of our intro to the Hoggets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, who we got? We got some names behind this. Rachel and Kelly. Rachel and Kelly uh, coming up next for you. Our part two of the Hoggets. And we got the second part of the Hoggets. We're getting a three-part series, so we got... Kelly and Rachel on. Kelly and Rachel, how are y'all doing today? We're good. We're good. How are y'all? We're making it Sunday. Got to go back to work tomorrow. I don't. Oh, rubbing it in the face right off the bat. (laughs) I don't have to go back to work till Wednesday. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm just going to sit back and let y'all do y'all's thing then. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. So I assume y'all listened last week and we got uh, Anita and Natalie on here, which was a great segment. Clearly, Twitter loved it. So we'll just. Keep it going. Keep it going, yeah. Tell us a little about yourselves Good. individually. We, uh, we'll let Rachel go first. How about that? Great. Um, I'm the older of the two of us, so I guess I probably have more to tell, but I'll try to keep it brief. Um, born and raised in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, I grew up as a daddy's girl, and my dad absolutely adored the Razorbacks. And that before the days of social media and Twitter and all of it, um, he would sit at the kitchen table and he would keep a notepad there and write down the names of recruits that were coming through in the paper or on news. And um, so that's sort of the background where I came, where I come from. I mean, he took me to red and white games. We went to every Fayetteville game, of course, the ones in War Memorial. And so I just have a family tradition of it. That's sort of how I guess I fell in love with them. I can see why. Taking notes on recruits, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. This is a little sad now because my father has Alzheimer's, and so he doesn't really remember those things, but he's still interested in watching it on TV. But That's good to, That's good to hear. Spirit's still in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. I think yeah. Kelly has a more recent story. What you got, Kelly? Yes, I, I am the next to the youngest of all of the Hoggettes. Um, I am in Jonesboro. Um, I'm not (laughs) going to hate on my part of the state, but, um, so I grew up, I'm next to the youngest of the Hoggets, and I'm also probably the youngest as far as being a fan of the Hogs. Um, I grew up in a baseball family, um, and they were all huge Cardinals fans. And so I grew up watching Cardinals baseball until I married my husband in 07. And I started watching football with him, and he started watching baseball with me. And so I've really only been a fan for the last 12 years or so. Um, but At least it's more than a decade. You know, he, we won't hold that against he, you. <laughs> yeah, he told me, he said, um, you know, I, I knew that you wouldn't just be a regular old bandwagon fan. He said, when you do something, you go all in, all or nothing. <laughs> So I am die hard. We've really recently just started watching baseball. Like we didn't, I guess there's just not enough out there about the Omaha's. We didn't even know how good we were until last year. Oh, wow. And so we just start, just started watching baseball last year. Didn't even realize the games were televised. But, but that- anyways, he's been a hog fan since he was a little boy, you know, watching with his dad. But Is the uh, baseball part of it, is that a – you said you weren't going to bash your area. Is that a regional thing, though? Just not enough coverage over there? Um, probably. Um, I we got 
sling last year. You know, we'd always just watch football on cable, but um, we got sling last year, and almost all of the baseball games are televised on sling. Yeah, um, the, I think the only ones we missed were like Grambling, Euler, and the Texas series this year on sling. And the Grambling one wasn't even televised. Yeah, that wasn't televised yeah. at all. Yeah. All right. So we touched on it uh, last week with uh, Anita and Natalie. So everybody, all the hogettes, went to the ladies' hog clinic, and uh, we just kind of wanted to get your guys' uh, touch on that. Sure. This is Rachel, and um, I guess I, I've drunk, I've tried to rally the troops as far as the hogettes to go to the ladies' clinic. Um, even though some of them had already expressed interest, but I had been the year before and I loved the experience and I thought it was, um, it was a perfect forum for the hogettes because this group of women, uh, their, their understanding and knowledge of sports is just phenomenal. And so, and their love of Razorbacks is phenomenal. And so you combine both of those together and the ladies clinic was just a perfect place for us to gel as friends and to really step forward as to what we wanted to do together as a group. And so yeah, you're kind of, I'm going to go ahead and oh, go I'm going to bust her out right now because she wasn't even going to go. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man, this is good. You yeah. signed up like the week before. I did. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. I really had had so much fun. Um, but yeah, so I had to go. That's awesome. So why, why weren't you going to go? Well, honestly, because I just traveled so much this year, and I was just kind of tired of nights away from home, and and so that was the only reason. And so then all of them signed up, and they were talking it up, and and I just had to go. Good old peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't have anything to do with it. Right. right it doesn't <laughs> seem like you would have at all. No, no peer pressure here. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny because I'm one of the older people and, I mean, one of the oldest hogettes, and um, it's really fun to make friend, have friendships develop with, you know, Kelly, and she's obviously quite a bit younger than I am, and some of the other younger women, and um, I, I've enjoyed that part of it. So I think uh, one thing that people probably didn't notice or didn't know, maybe some didn't, but the actual ladies' clinic was put on by the Tempo Foundation, the foundation put together by Chad and Paula Morris. Could you kind of touch on that and maybe their mission statement? Did they go over that during the uh, clinic? Yes. Um, yes. Coach Morris and his wife, Paula, they started this foundation um, to support single women, um, single mothers in the community uh, to help them. and. So the a lady clinic, which then supports those efforts, just seems like a natural fit. And uh, like I said, last year it was also done, you know, on behalf of the Tempo Foundation. Um, they have an executive director. Currently, um, much of the support is directed towards a homeless shelter up in Fayetteville called Seven Hills. And... Um, and then another Kelly, you're going to have to help me remember the name of it, but it was it's a horse um, it's a horse program designed to, to provide therapy. Um, so you got me. <laughs> but I don't remember the name of it either. Yeah, those are the two programs. I think it was. I think a lot of their support goes to um, kids with autism. Yes, <clears throat> those therapies, the horse thing. So the. Um... Kelly, you didn't really get to talk on your experience at the yeah, clinic. You, I noticed you, you just flew right past me. I noticed that. Yeah, well, you know, you busted her out, and then we started laughing, and <laughs> lost track of it. Go I ahead. This is that. this is your this is your time right here. All right. Well, um, I had, um, I guess I brought it up in the in our chat, and um, I told my husband, I was like, I really, I think I want to go to that. And he said, you should. That sounds awesome. So I signed up like two months ahead of the clinic. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> and so I was I was so excited to go. Um, I had really only ever had face-to-face contact with um, Coach Morris. And I met Scooter at the spring game and maybe one other player. 
anyway, so I was very excited. Um, and we get there, and there are different, you go to different clinics. Like, we started in the, um, you start in the big group where everybody's in the locker room all together. And then we broke off into our groups, and each group has two assistant coaches. And I think we had, like, maybe eight of the freshmen that were our tour guides for the day. Oh, nice. <laughs> and um, really, we had, um, well, Amar Day was our more vocal of the two assistant coaches that we had. Uh-huh. And um, and then Zach Zemos, he, um, as we were walking out, one of the other guys, one of the other freshmen that was leading a different group, he said, I got the best group. And Zach said, oh, you got to be kidding me, dude. The Hoggets are in my group. I obviously have the best group. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, so he cut up and he was so much fun all day with us. And he was a very sweet kid. And, um, uh, and then we got into the locker room part, not the locker room, sorry, the um, weight room. And we got to meet um, Joe Fouchet. And those two guys were my favorite of the players that I met that day. Um, and I went into the clinic, you know, I'd always been a bigger fan of, I don't want to say bigger. I had all, you know, the offensive guys are just get, they just get more glory. The right. offense, so the offense guys had always been like the, they were the ones I knew more about, I guess. And so I came out of the ladies clinic really with the, uh, with a new love for the defense. And I think also the defense coaches and their session was, hilarious they were awesome yes they were they were awesome and I just want to add that last year I was completely starstruck by John Chavis and um and and I continued to be that way this year um and he he definitely I was just I was like you're a living legend and he (laughs) was really humble and and so but that was I thought it was really cool being from Jonesboro that I got to meet um, Coach Ingram and Coach Caldwell because they had been, I think even Coach Coop had been at Arkansas State at one point. But anyways, um, Coach Caldwell having coached Coach Ingram at Arkansas State, I thought that was really cool. But Coach Ingram was such a cool guy, like getting to meet him before Mm -hmm. we really had ever even seen anything from him, him being new, Mm -hmm. was awesome. Like I have no doubt that his room is going to be full of energy all the time. Well, you don't seem to be. I'm just. I'm just going to go ahead and ask who who uh, who are y'all's favorite Razorback players currently right now? Um, I I got I got to throw some love out for the offense because <laughs> if I don't, I'm going to go on and on about the defense and never say anything. Um, Rakeem was. I was so excited after watching Last Chance You, which I'm sure is everybody's story. Right. So excited about him. My husband was like, no, Deadwall, keep the job. And I was like, but Rakeem is going to be my dude. That is my dude. I love Rakeem. And then – definitely um, on the same page there. <laughs> and then on the defense, obviously, Sosa, like, we walk in to the uh, – what was that second building we went to? Rachel, help me out there. The Jerry Jones? Yes. When we walk in, he was the first one standing at the door greeting everybody. Big, huge smile on his face. You just – like, his, his – uh, Energy is just infectious. Like, he's just so happy all the time. I swear that guy, even with his helmet on, hitting people, he's smiling. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> if he's a defensive guy, for sure. But um, I, I got to stick with Zach and Joe for two of my favorites. And Rachel? I, yeah, so I'm going to go back to players that I met last year, but that I also got to see this year. And – um, that I cheered for over the last year. Um, Devois Whaley last year was a sophomore, so he wasn't assigned to go around with the group of women during the day. But I saw him so many times, and he took the he like took time to sit there and pose for a picture with me with my gloves in the locker room, and and he was just such a well mannered young man and, and I really liked him. I cheered for him all last year. I also cheered for King Boyd because I also watched Last Chance U. But um and then I would say on the defensive side of the ball, bumper pool. Um, his mom was yeah his mom <laughs> was 
uh, in the clinic last year, again this year, and we reconnected. And um, he looks so much like his mother, and um, and just such a cute kid. And and I got to take another picture with him this year, so I'm kind of excited to see how he, you know, he's going to grow up, and and that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I said last year when he kind of got thrown in the deep end. I said, you know, with him doing as well with very little um, training, I guess I said he is going to be a monster by his senior year. Yeah, absolutely. That's we've uh on the show here. We've given a lot of love, or I guess defense for Scooter because he's getting no national love hardly whatsoever. And yeah, the only. Mm-hmm. Only poll any of our defensive players have made was Bumper because he had a cool name. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, exactly pretty yeah. disrespectful. I, I feel like so. I feel like Scooter will get more recognition this year because he he led in tackles, and I, I mean, I think he will again this year. But I think the reason he didn't get as much recognition for that is because he almost never missed a snap. Like if you play the whole game, every game, you're not going to get as much recognition as those guys that have you know, second team guys that are helping them out some. They're not playing every snap. Right. So but I think that when now that he's not at the now that he's not the only one in his position and he can get some relief, I think he'll get more recognition. Right. But he led the SEC in tackle, so they need to give him some Oh, I, I totally <laughs> agree. I'm just saying yeah, yeah, yeah. what those people's crazy logic is. Right. So I've got a question written down here. Dylan didn't have anything to do with this. What well, didn't have anything to do with this? But if the Hoggets are fixing to throw down, who who are y'all putting at the front? Who are we playing? Um, who who's the strongest, loudest? Who's leading the fight? Is yeah, who, who's asking? leading the fight? Yeah, it's oh. definitely Rachel. It's definitely Rachel. <laughs> oh wow, that's not right. It's not right. <laughs> that is not right. <laughs> Um, Kelly would, be, would honestly be my the person I was gonna say. She's just saying that because I said her. No. Yeah. No, what's the chances? It's a group of seventeen people, and the, <laughs> the they're two, just going back and forth. Right. <laughs> I don't know. They blew Twitter um, up though when they were going to be on here. They like they both. They people were supporting the fact that they were the. I don't want to say loud ones, but the what did you say? Chatty, chattier. That's what Anita said. Oh. Chattier. Yeah, we we were, oh, we were told to be ready for this. Right. So. <laughs> oh, so Anita told you that, huh? I didn't you say didn't that. Who said that? Who we, said anything we did about not Anita? Say any sources? <laughs> I did. I said Anita. No. I straight up said Anita. Oh, okay. I did. I'm sorry, Anita. That was my fault. <laughs> oh, Anita, you're busted. <laughs> yeah. So Kelly's all about we'll today, back, busting Kelly. out, busting people out. <laughs> so do y'all have after after being with the squad and getting to interact and everything, are y'all I mean, obviously cautiously optimistic about any what I mean, we going six and six this year, we going bowling? I look, I'm not gonna put that level of expectation on them because well, number one, I, I don't see that. Um I, I'm always hoping for the best. Uh, but quite honestly, I would be thrilled. I think our over-under is somewhere around, uh, I think this is common, but somewhere around five. Um, I think we, I think we win four or five and, and I'm happy with, um, with it because there's so much youth still in this team. 80, you know, 80 team members are sophomores and freshmen. And I just think that that's a good number and to expect more and then be disappointed and crash on them is, I don't think, the right way to handle it. Yeah, I agree completely. I would love to see a ball for, especially for Sosa and Scooter, the seniors that, you know, they've put in the time, they've played every season, and they haven't really seen any significant time in a bowl game. I would love to see that for them, but they're they're really going to have to work hard, I think, to get there. I think it's possible, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not gunning for that. I'm you know, be... I, I, I'm with Rachel. I go, I go five and seven, um, and maybe they squeak out one unexpected game and make it. Well, I asked Dylan this question before we started recording. Would y'all rather an LSU win or an Alabama win? If one of those were to happen, which one would you rather take? LSU. Yep. Same. Bring home that boot. over here. I told you. I know. Everybody's all about that boot. <laughs> yeah. Look. 
you know, I, as a fan, it's bragging rights with LSU fans. And quite frankly, I think if we beat Alabama, um, I, I don't, I, I just don't see them as still taking us seriously. It would be a exactly a quote, 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 <laughs> Yeah. Whereas LSU, we kind of we've had their number when they were strong, and they've had our number when we were strong, and you know, and I just think that that would be an awesome win for the fans. Yes, I agree. I think if we beat Alabama, you know, it's just a fluke. They just got lucky. Right. Somebody went down hurt. You know, there would be some excuse as to why we beat Alabama. To but, a blue and out we, again. <laughs> we stood. We stood up against LSU last year when we went two and ten. So who's to say right. we couldn't pull off LSU? That's right. Well, ladies, we have hit the twenty minute mark here, but definitely enjoyed having y'all on. Y'all were not chattier either. I'm not. I'm, I don't know what anybody was talking about there. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for having us. Real quick, what's uh what's next for you two in terms of Hoggets? Uh, we've we've got kickoff luncheons, we've got fan day, anything like that on your guys' uh itinerary or schedules? Um, good question. I don't see me doing that, uh, at least for the beginning of the season. But uh, I do know that we've made some plans to go to the first ball game. There are a couple Hoggets that are going and uh, together, and then we are really rolling out for the Ole Miss game at Oxford. And we are pretty excited about joining up there. Yes, I've never been to an away game. So um, when some of the girls started talking about Oxford, I was like, hey, that's only two and a half hours for me. I am down. Yeah, that's, so, uh, um, that's not a bad that's venue the there. trip for me that Fayetteville is. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. And let's, can I, if I can just add real quickly, because I know you're ready to close, but um, oh, I can ahead. give a shout, out to my, a shout out to my daughter who graduated from Ole Miss. Um, and I had a really bad attitude about it um, early on and had a really hard time um, working out my daughter was going to Ole Miss. But, um, yeah, so Oxford, I've been to Oxford events and, and um, now, and so I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, yes, shout out to her, but we are coming for her. On <laughs> I, that's, yeah, I didn't yeah, know how to handle are. that. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, well. no, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got you. No worries. <laughs> she knows and I know both that. I cheer for the Razorbacks every time without fail, and she cheers for Ole Miss every time without fail. So um, I think the Hunter Heave was maybe the worst worst moment of her <laughs> football college years. So. You ate that up too, didn't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I tried to be very sympathetic that night, but, yeah, it was nice. I bet that worked out really well. Yeah. Uh- all right. Well, Bye, we uh, we we thank you for coming on, and you know, a little bit of your time today. And you guys have a great day. Thanks for having us. That'll be good. All right. So that was the Hogettes part dose. Part dose. Part dose. Thing. Uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. Another great interview, Adam. I mean, we just sit back, let we, them do the work, right? You think we cause any ripples in the? Uh... Within the Hoggets. It seems like Some it. shade being thrown seems in like there, it. man. Seems like if uh, they had to throw down, it would be those two, apparently. Yeah. So, we'll see. Once this gets up, they'll, they'll, oh, we'll dude. see what the response is. It's on the interwebs now. We didn't ask them their favorite hog memory. We did not. That's the question that we ask everybody. We might have to get them back in for a follow-up five-minute on. deal there. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Daggummit. We'll ask them on Twitter. Yeah. Man. Good stuff, though. Yep. Had a good time. What you got? I feel like we got to squeeze a segment into the show. You got any Twitter dirt? I got, I got, I don't got some Twitter dirt. What you got? What else we got? Segment wise. Burning you up. Are you burning? Oh, not, no. It's a sizzle. I have heard nothing about this. Yeah. I'm not even burning up today. I feel like the red one. Should I hit the red one? Well, we'll just pick. I mean, it's one of these. I trust you. You're the board worker. Uh, I know it's not that one. No. <laughs> we don't get to use that button. Uh, we'll hit this button. Burning you up. Brought to you by Ivan's Old Time Meat Shop. They're located at 2101 North 2nd Street in Rogers, Arkansas. You can reach them at 636-3636. Got some T-bones from there yesterday. Good stuff, right? Messed them up. Nothing, le- nothing left over. 
Oh, like you. Oh yeah, tore them yeah. up. I'm sorry. No, I was like, what? Heck no, you I'm, can't just go out there and dude, just mess them on the old Weber. I don't mess things up on the grill. You okay. know me better than that. Right. Good lord. What's, All right. Well, uh, this is more directed straight at uh the NFL and Roger Goodell. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it, we got preseason football. We got people retiring. One of those people is Steven Jackson, I guess, officially uh, from the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> well, sorry, Los Angeles Rams. I know him at St. Louis Rams. Right. And uh, that's where I got to watch him do a lot of great runs because mm-hmm. I did enjoy the St. Louis Rams inside Edward Jones Dome. And uh, Anyway, he signed a one-day contract with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. And uh, then get <laughs> get summoned. I don't I don't know what the word would be, but chosen. He got he got quote bit, unquote drawn. Yeah, drawn to go take a piss test. I forgot all about that by the NFL. And he said deuces, <laughs> right? <laughs> like hey, I forgot I forgot all about that. Yeah, um, I remember seeing that for sure. Um, well, I have tried to work on my. He'll probably get fined because he didn't report, right? They're going to be like, hey, you were still technically under an NFL contract, blah, blah, blah. I've been working on my not cussing and stuff on this. Yeah. yeah we're, well, getting, we're getting more official here. Yeah, we'll see what Luke says about that with the, the first part of this episode. Shitty's not bad. It's not. <laughs> it's not bad, especially the way I was using it. I wasn't being derogatory, but I can't talk about this without using some words, so I'm just going to defer to you and... Also mentioned that I forgot all about Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson as like I, a player? Yeah, like I, dude was a monster. I know I remember him. I'm just saying, where's he been? Like, oh. He came back for for that. I'm like I thought it, you kinda already retired. Yeah, yeah. It was it's definitely a weird retirement because it was like, Oh, that didn't already happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. He did it was kinda cool. He took one more handoff. Right. I saw that, that was cool. But then they're like, Hey, you looked awfully good out there when yeah, you well, come get you tested. Yeah, here's a cup. Yeah. No, that's messed up. Oh, Goodell, just out there commissioning. Commissioning to the finest. Commissioning all over the place. I, I feel like eventually the NFL slash Roger Goodell is probably just going to be a permanent resident on the old burning you up. Well, we, we play in the SEC, man. Oh, well, I mean. And we do talk about the hogs on this. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm definitely... I'm ready for a whole bunch of burning you up involving the SEC officiating. Is they that, got their own Twitter page yeah, too. I'm, I can't oh, wait. The Twitter page. Did you follow them? Did you follow them on no, that I after that show? I haven't jumped no. on that, man. Dude, that's going to be. It, it's going to be bad. Oh, do we need to, instead of Twitter dirt, does it just need to be SEC officiating segment? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Screwed like, up by the SEC officiating. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll just read through that timeline. Should it just be a whole bunch of apologies? Like, hey, while we're at it, first post, uh, there was an Arkansas-Florida game, you know, a few <laughs> years back. We want to talk about that? That has been rolling all uh, over yeah, Twitter, too. Exactly. That was so bad. Was that 2009? Was it nine? It was nine. Tim Tebow. Makes about to get whooped. Yeah, yeah. We played them tough two years in a row. Mm-hmm. I was at the OA when it was at Fayetteville. Same crab. Yep. They were losing. I think, or I think we had. I think we were up on them. Anytime we've played Florida, it's pretty much been uh, questionable. In football, basketball, baseball, I bet you they screw us in track. Like they got no one's gonna Soccer. screw us in track. Well, try to screw us. Yeah. Put the effort in. Yeah. I don't know what officiating you're gonna have on that. Have the gun starter. Some be a little start, delayed on it. <laughs> false start or you didn't cross the line. Some slow motion crap, something. They'd you, find a way. you ain't got anything for this? You ain't got no... Can nothing? you believe it? No. The resident grumpy but, old yeah, man. Yeah, you're always got something. Well, I mean, I I saw some... Uh, no no kids got on your lawn this weekend? Nothing. No. No? I put, the, I put the gun rack right up there by the door. Scared them off, huh? Scared them off or... Yes. I'm not even sure if it I, even... That's going to get you on a list. That's what that's going to do. I'd rather be that list than the other list you can be on. <laughs> All right. I did have um, I did have something that irked me a little bit, but it wouldn't wouldn't resonate here. So Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. That should be a good thing. Listeners yeah. should be happy. Like, finally, Jordan's not mad about something. Yeah, we finally tried to shut him up about I guess something. I could have done Twitter dirt with, with that dude talking about 
Coach Bielema, but that was just funny. That's just one more of one of those. You're kind of stupid. Yeah. Well, we want to thank the uh, Hoggets for being on the show. We also want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at JRD Hogcast. Uh, we do have an Instagram. It probably will be more active with the events that we're going to, such as the kickoff luncheon. We will be at that. Uh, fan day. We will be at that. Uh, we're working out the game schedule right now. The only one that we know for certain, ironically enough, for these Northern Arkansas scum snobs. 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 Scum. Scum, man. I just, I just downgraded myself so much. Snobs. Um, it's going to be the war memorial game for Missouri. So you see us at any of those events, give us a shout. You'll see. We're going to shoot for Kentucky, right? Oh yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. Well, road trip action. Yeah. But if you see that JRD logo, tell us, come over, say hi. And shout out Jimmy Tran. He was our, uh, First Hunter follower giveaway, making him some money. He didn't get his car detailed. He didn't get no Ivan's meat. Yeah, it was a little landlocked. We should have probably yeah. thought a little bit better through that, but we wanted to get the sponsors Trying in play. To hook the sponsors up, yeah. And again, uh, we don't quite have a Twitter dirt one, but again, shout out to Elite Mobile Detail for all they've done. So, don't forget to leave some reviews. Say whatever you want to on there on the podcast app. We read them, apparently. We read them. <laughs> yeah, we read them. So, uh, drop a five star if you think we're worth it. Drop that five star. Hit that like, subscribe, all that good stuff. That way, basically every Sunday and Thursday, Friday morning, you'll wake up with a JRD podcast notification. Yeah, like reloaded. Hey, you can here. get that stuff just mm, overnight. Mm-hmm. We're there for you. We're there. Rise Time and, and shine. Rise and shine. Drive into work. Listen to JRD Hogcast. Listen to myself, Dylan, and co-host over here, Jordan Russell. It was a good one, man. I enjoyed it, as All usual. Right. And until next time, woo, pig, do it. I won't